Hello, I'm Anthony William, and you're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else, and is decades ahead of what's out there now. That's right, decades ahead of what's out there now. You better believe it. If this is the first time you're logged into the show and you're, you're listening to the show, the first time you're here, checking out the Medical Medium show, yes, it's decades ahead of what's out there now. I have to say it. It's the truth. It is what it is. And that's the bottom line. That's what we said. Who has 10 or 20 or 30 years to wait for answers to their illnesses? Information on this show isn't being pulled off from the internet or in any other book or in the doctor's office. It's not being pulled out of there, repackaged, and then force-fed into people, force-fed to people. You know what I mean? So it's not, that's not what it is. And I'm seeing that happen out there, and I understand it, and I get it, I get it. You know, it's there's a difference between when you guys are taking information from the book, from Spirit, and from the shows, and giving this information to your clients, to your friends, to your colleagues, to your loved ones, to your, you know, to your, um, your family, and helping out, and, and, and providing assistance. And that is... A blessing. I'm indebted to you because you're doing that, meaning that you're helping yourself and your families. And that right there is where it's at. That's what makes me get up in the morning is what I'm saying. is because I know you're handing that information to your loved ones, your colleagues, to yourself, to your friends, <clears throat> to your families. And it means everything to know that. But, but in this world... Because you know, there's other things going on. There's just plain old information just sitting out there that every, you know, that 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 new leaders in the health movement are pulling out, just just pulling off the internet, and then they're just you know getting interested in, and they're just force feeding it to people, and they're elevating their platforms because they're just force feeding this old antiquated inf- information. And I understand that some of it's okay, the information, but most of it is just twisted and it's different, it's wrong, meaning it's twisted and it's misinformation. And the 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 goal is to not be in that situation like we have for the last 30, 40, 50 years. Because that's what it's been like. Even before the internet, it was just same old stuff floating around. And I respect it. I honor it. Some of it's helpful. Some of it's useful. But we know when we hop on the internet, we can get lost and get thrown in directions, a ton of different directions. And, you know, we can get lost in it all. And what spirit doesn't want, that spirit doesn't want that to happen, so we make sure we provide the information that is the real information. So it's official, official information. I'm saying this because if it's the first time you ever logged on to the show, you have to know what's going on, you have to know where it's coming from, because the reason why I'm saying this is because I keep on hearing, you know, I keep on hearing like new people that are coming to the show. I keep on hearing that they're like, oh, okay, so this is the same stuff that's out there. Actually, no, it's entirely different. Go through the archives and look, and you'll see it's entirely different. And I'm saying that so you can help your friends, your families, your loved ones, your colleagues, the people you care about, your clients, if you're a practitioner or or, of, of, or whatever, or if you're a doctor, your patients, so you can help them out because the information's different. Take it, utilize it. Take it and utilize it. Because uh, it's that critical. Now, who has 10 or 20, 30 years to wait for information, to wait for answers? No one does. I talk about that all the time. Life is precious. There's no time to spare. 
So let's get the healing started as soon as possible. Today's show is about the heart. It's about heart illnesses, heart conditions, heart disease. It's about afflictions to the heart. It's about our hearts. That's what today's show is about. We're going to cover all kinds of different stuff. Endocarditis, pericarditis, heart problems, heart palpitations, um, uh, tachycardia, ectopic heartbeat, blood clot strokes. You name it, we're going to cover whatever we got to cover. And along with that, we're going to cover foods, a few different foods, what foods to avoid, what foods to avoid. We're also going to cover some high cholesterol, some high blood pressure, you name it, all in that. So we're going to do really good. This is going to be a fun one, the one on the heart. And uh, listen, if this is the first time logging on to this show, like I said earlier, it started with me at age four, heard a voice perfectly clear right into the ear from the outside, an outside source. So I woke up one morning hearing this voice. It never left. It's been with me my entire life. And um, it's been helping me find answers for people and what they need. I diagnosed my grandmother of lung cancer at age four, got off my seat at the dinner table, walked over to my grandmother, put my hand on her, and pronounced grandma has lung cancer. They took her in a few weeks later, and they found out she did. No one ever even knew. She didn't even exhibit a symptom. And so the process started then as far as with the gift. I've helped tens of thousands of people recover, giving information that's advanced ahead of time, that's not on the Internet, that's not in any other books, that's not at the doctor's office. And there's a reason because it comes from spirit. So with that, that's a little bit about me and my background. With that, check out Life-Changing Foods. And what's really cool about Life-Changing Foods, if you have a heart problem, if you have anything in the heart genre in the heart world in the heart illness in the heart diagnosis world what you do is you go through the book and you go through the holy four which is the fruits the vegetables leafy greens herbs spices and wild foods and you go through there and you look at the food it talks about what heart disease what heart illness in there and you gather all those foods up and you make sure you bring those foods in to your diet to help you heal and help protect your heart. And that's how the book is used. And that, that's just a fraction of what's in the book, a fraction. It's got over 700 illnesses, diseases, and symptoms, and what foods help them. And the information is not out there. That's why I was saying that before. It's not out there, meaning it's not on the Internet. The information comes from spirits. It's the first time we're getting information with clarity about food and what it does for you. And what it really, it, what symptom it's good for. And if you incorporate enough of them, how the life can change. It's really called life-changing foods for a reason. So we're talking about the heart today. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into this. Let's figure it out. Let's go from there. Let's just start with simply high blood pressure. Do you guys got high blood pressure? Anybody have any of that? High blood pressure? High blood pressure is caused by a couple of different things, but I'm going to give you the majority of everybody's mystery high blood pressure. So mystery, mysterious high blood pressure. This is when you're getting older. The doctor says, well, you're getting older. That's why you have high blood pressure. You don't seem to have a heart problem. You don't have any kind of, you know, uh, artery issues. You don't have any collapses. There's nothing wrong with your heart valves, but you got high blood pressure. And the doctor says, well, it's just because you're getting older. Maybe, you know, exercise more and change your diet. And, um, and that might help. And here, here's a high blood pressure medication. So that's where we are with mystery high blood pressure. 
Okay, that's where we are. And then, of course, there's, you know, a whole bunch of um, health experts now on the scene that are like, you know, here's all the foods that are heart healthy, and here's what you do, and you exercise more, and you get your blood pressure down, and it does help, thank God, because healthier food and exercise helps high blood pressure. But why does it help high blood pressure? And here's the whole point. What causes mystery high blood pressure? What causes it? It's not enough just to say that processed food causes it. Because how come processed food doesn't cause high blood pressure in someone else? Did you guys ever think about that? How come processed food isn't causing high blood pressure in someone else? I know someone who's 94 years old right now, never had high blood pressure, has been eating all the chocolate cake they wanted all their life, and they don't have any high blood pressure, never did. They don't exercise, and they haven't eaten right. They certainly haven't eaten right. So why is it? That someone else would get high blood pressure. And that's what no one talks about. And that's what the medical medium shows about. The medical medium shows about giving you real answers for the first time. Because you can go on to the different shows on TV now that are popular with health. And you know which ones they are. Go on there and you have people coming on there. And they're like, oh, for, I had to lower your blood pressure for high blood pressure. This is what you do. You eat right. Here's some healthy foods and dishes. Here's some exercise. But what caused the high blood pressure? It wasn't the processed food that caused it. No. What caused it? It's a liver problem. Mystery high blood pressure is a liver condition. It's a condition of the liver. It's the liver getting stagnant, tight, getting getting um, um, congested, okay? Getting stagnant, like I said. <laughs> getting sluggish. That's the word I'm looking for getting sluggish so the liver gets sluggish and it starts to get a little bit harder it gets hardened hardening of the liver that's what mysterious high blood pressure mysterious elevated blood pressure is derived from is caused from it's caused from a liver problem a liver condition so here's the deal Here's the deal. The deal with the high blood pressure is the liver, the liver is getting stagnant. So why would that elevate blood pressure? Why? Why would that do it? Why would we start getting elevated blood pressure when the liver is getting stagnant? We get it because the heart is working harder in drawing blood. It's like drawing, it's like sucking a smoothie through a straw. Now, if you suck water through a straw, it's going to go right through the straw, just right up, right when you suck, it's going to go right up. If you suck a milkshake through a straw, you've got to really suck. If the milkshake is really thick, I'm hope, I hope you guys aren't drinking milkshakes. I don't want you on dairy products. If you, <laughs> I don't want you on dairy products. I mean, if you want a little bit of goat's cheese or sheep cheese and free pastured, pastured range goat cheese or sheep cheese or something, and you got nothing wrong with your health and you want that for fun here and there, I, I guess it's okay. But if you got a health problem, you got a condition, you got a, a symptom, if you got problems, if you got issues, uh, I would, <laughs> I would hold off the dairy. So anyway, if you suck that milkshake up through a straw, it's really hard to do. You have to work harder. So if you suck a smoothie through a straw, you know, banana blueberry smoothie, and you got almond milk in there or something, whatever, and you're trying to drive that up through a straw, you're gonna it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard. 
you know, and same with a slushy. Someone has a slushy, you stick a straw in there, you can't suck the ice up until it melts and turns into a watered, watered down slushy, and then you could get it through the straw. Okay, so fine, we got that covered. So the heart has to suck through the veins and arteries, has to suck, has to suck blood directly from the heart. From the, and the arteries have to suck it directly from the heart. I mean, directly from the liver. So the heart has to pull it up from the liver. Nobody really knows that. That the liver is the filter for the heart. The liver is the filter for the heart. It's filtering byproduct and junk and garbage and all this stuff so that the heart can get fresh, clean blood to it. So when your liver starts getting worse and worse or starts getting stagnant and sluggish, more problematic and more problems and all kinds of stuff, it's going to be harder for the heart to draw. So what happens when you start eating better? You start eating better, you probably reduce your fats a little bit. You reduce your... um you know, reduce all the processed food like we were talking about. You start exercising. You start eating more vegetables. So what does that do when you eat more vegetables? It thins out your blood a little bit. becomes an automatic blood thinner. The more fruits and vegetables you eat, the more your blood thins out. And nobody talks about that part. No, because nobody knows that that's what's happening. They're just going in it blind. It's like they're stumbling across good ideas that are helping, but they don't know why it's helping, and they're just going in it blind. But what does that leave? That leaves plenty of room for error and mess up too. But so what the experts need to know is that, you know, is that this is this is because your blood is thinning a little bit. You're eating more fruits and vegetables, so your blood's getting thinner. That's part of how the blood pressure goes down a little bit. Another part is the more fruits and vegetables you eat, the more your liver tends to get a break. What's it getting a break from? It's getting a break from high fat, from high fat. So if, listen, if you're hooked on to a really high fat diet, like you know some kind of ketogenic diet or, or paleo diet that's super high fat, because look, like, like I talked about one of the other shows, I was talking to a paleo expert who um, who's really cool and. This paleo expert told me that in the past, when he started the when he started in the paleo movement like five years ago, because it was brand new, health was brand new to them. That's what happens with health, you guys. Is the experts right now? It's like most of them. It's brand new to them in the last few years or three, four, five years. It's brand new. They haven't been in it for twenty, thirty years to see all the pitfalls, everything, what everybody went through, all the struggles. They didn't see that part, and he admits that. He says, "Look, I got into it. I was, I was, you know, I was, I was at a desk job and." And then I got into the paleo movement like five years ago and became a, a paleo expert. He's a guy and he became a paleo expert. And, and he admits he has no – he doesn't have the 30 years of knowing what people suffered, struggled, knowing what causes illness. They, they just don't know. And the, these, the, you know, the, the diet belief systems don't know what really causes disease or mystery illness. They don't know why mommies can't feed kids and they're laying in bed with severe chronic fatigue and can't get up to take care of their little baby. He doesn't know that, what, what that's about. He doesn't know any of that. And they just don't, and that's okay. And you can look through all the different literature and books. They, people just don't know why people are sick and why they have neurological symptoms and all that. I'm just being honest. It's, it has nothing to do. It's not an insult to anything. It's just I'm being honest. Um, so, and he said, look, I don't know what makes makes people sick. He goes, I just know that when when I started the paleo movement with you know the rest of the forefathers of the paleo movement, I started with it. He said, uh, he's a well known expert. He said. 
what happened was we did, you know, we, we were doing all high fat, just nothing but high fat, 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 just like some of the books you see out there now, fat, 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 that's what you do. He said, and what happened was when we took away their processed food and we took away their chocolate cake and their processed food and their donuts and their Twinkies and all the other good stuff that they were eating, when we took all that away and we took away their, you know, sodas and, and when we took all that away, they started getting better. So everybody was amped and pumped. Everybody was pumped. We made them exercise, he said. We made people exercise, and we took away their garbage that they're eating. And we just, we, but we fed them a healthy, healthy, extremely high-protein animal fat diet because it was like extreme paleo. But he said what happened was that we were getting more people with chronic illness that weren't getting better. So we were helping people that were just overweight, kind of felt sluggish, and we were taking away their processed food, and we were getting them better, he said. He said, then we realized we had to put more vegetables into it. And when we put more vegetables into it, that we're picking up info that we're seeing out there and everything, and we're putting, adding more vegetables, we were noticing that they were, the people with chronic illness were starting to get a little bit better. Their intestinal tracts were getting a little bit healthier. Their celiac was getting a little bit better. And, you know, the, things were changing. And he said, but that wasn't enough because there's so many people with so many chronic neurological symptoms. And he said he admits he has no idea to what creates all that, what's going on with all that. He's got an idea now, but that's it. And he said... We had to then change the paleo diet over a few years ago to more vegetables. Then we had to change it to where there's a little bit of fruit in there. Lots of vegetables, a little bit of fruit, some herbal teas, lots of green juices. And he said now it's like all green juices. It's like literally a vegan diet with a little portion of animal protein. He said that's where paleo's going. Paleo's going to a vegan diet with a little bit of protein, animal protein. <laughs> and so he told me this. He told me his story. He's a well-known paleo expert, and he told me this story. And he and he said that uh, and he said he doesn't know why blood pressure goes down. He just knows that the more fruits and vegetables that's incorporated. And he says he talks to all his paleo counterparts, all the famous ones, and he says they don't know why the blood pressure goes down. They just know that you know things are getting healthier, vascular systems getting healthier, and you know they're on you know they're on more fruits and vegetables, they're on green juices, and they're on their, their lean animal protein. And I said the reason why is because you took all the animal fat out. I said you took all of the animal fat out. That's what you did. You took all the animal fat out and you thinned out the blood because the high blood pressure was because the liver was congested, pre-fatty, fatty liver and congested and stagnant and getting sick. And you took out all the animal fat and you brought in healthy plant fats and you brought in lots of vegetables and you brought in a little bit more fruit. And you thinned out the blood, and you gave the liver a break. You took all the animal fat out of the liver, so the liver can actually start to soften up so that the heart was sucking through that straw, which is your artery, and pulling up blood that was cleaner and not so stagnant and thick and not so hard to pull it out of the liver, the, the filter. And he said, I can't believe it. I can't believe we don't know that. How come we don't know that? I said, well, you told me that most of the paleo guys just got into the business five years ago. He goes, I know. I go, well, it takes 30 years. He goes, that's not true. He said, you're wrong, Anthony. It doesn't take 30 years because I know guys that have been in the health movement for 30 years that don't know that information. He goes, it's because of spirit. Now, I know. I go, well, yeah, that's really what it is because of spirit. You're right. But the point is, the point is, is that, you know, he was like, okay, now, now I know what it is. So now when he runs across a lot of his paleo, you know, the paleo convention, he goes to the paleo conventions, of all the leading experts, and he tells them, he goes, look, why don't, you, why don't you just skip the animal protein for lunch 
And they go, they'll be like, no, 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 no way. No, no, skip the animal protein for lunch and just do an animal protein for dinner. If you've got somebody with high blood pressure and all these other problems and all this stuff, you do the animal protein just for dinner. And you do, for lunch, you have like the avocados. You have the guacamole, the avocado salad. And you do that. So now he's, he's like telling, you know, the other guys, look, you need to just, you know, it can't be as high fat as we thought it was. And so everybody's finally picking up on that. But did you have five years? Did you have five years to, to, to you know, to wait for everybody else's mistakes? No, you don't have five years to wait for anybody else's mistakes. We've got to know the answers now. That's the whole point. We need to know. You know, I, was, I mean, I was helping people out 25, 30 years ago that didn't have to wait any, any years. They've learned 30 years ago, and then they didn't have to wait. They watch all the mistakes being made along the way. And it's, and, and, and it's just, yeah, I know. And so it's about getting these answers. So anyway, so my, so my paleo friend, you know, he's totally into, you know, making sure there's more leafy greens, more leafy greens, more, a little bit more fruit, more leafy greens, and then lots of little different things, some walnuts, the whole bit, the avocado, and that's where it's going now. So you'll notice that the best paleo diets out there now just have a little bit of animal product, and they, they're even lacking dairy now. So they're even taking, a lot of the paleo diets are all changing. There's some paleo, but there's no dairy in them. So there's no, there's no grass-fed butter in them anymore. Because no why? And he was telling me, my friend was telling me, he was saying, no why? They're taking out dairy? Because they realize with chronic illness, for some reason, people start getting a little bit better. And I'll tell you why. And I said, Joe, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why when you take out dairy. Just so you know, so you can pass along this information to all your, all, all your buddies. He said, what is it? Dairy feeds viruses, which keep people chronically sick. That's what happens. So, so all your buddies are starting to learn how to take dairy out, and they don't realize it. It's because they're taking a food away from viruses that are causing their problems. And elevated high blood pressure, too, can be from having just Epstein-Barr sitting in the liver, making it nice and stagnant, producing byproduct, which we're going to go into the next thing we need to talk about. So I tell vegans the same thing. I tell vegans the same thing. And I told Joe, I said, look, I tell vegans the same thing. I say, you know, and, and vegan experts, you've got to keep the fats lower. Because with vegans and, and, and plant-based people, I mean, they got like, they got all these, they got cakes made out of nut, the, the nut batter. Like they take five pounds of walnuts, which walnuts are amazing for you, don't get me wrong, but they make an entire, you know, pie with it. <laughs> they make a pizza with it. Like there's a pizza, you know, pizzas, and they make dehydrated nuts and seed pizzas, and you got five pounds of nuts and seeds, and then you know you got all this guacamole, and, it, and which is great. Don't get me wrong, all that's good for you too is the walnuts and guac, avocado. It's good for you. It's just that it's all based on nothing but tons and tons and tons of plant fat. So I tell the vegan, the vegan guys too, the vegan experts, I say, look, you want to lower that plant fat, and you want to bring in more leafy greens. And you want to bring in more fruit, and you want to lower the plant fat. You can still have your walnuts. You can still have your hemp seeds. You can still have um, what you need there, but you've got to lower it. Same thing with vegetarians that eat tons and tons of eggs and fish. You know, I've talked to some of the leaders of the vegetarian movement. I said, look, you know, lower your fish. You're having too much fish. You're having fish twice a day, every day. That, that's not good. There's a lot of fish fat. And then on top of that, you're still having all your nuts, and you're still having too many of this and too much that. I go, you got to lower these, you know, lower your fish down. And the eggs, take the eggs out. It's, in, it's critical to take the eggs out because eggs feed all the viruses and pathogens. So it's, it's, you know, I've noticed this. You know, what I do is I'm, I'm, 
I'm I'm an independent and I'm working for you guys. So that's how it works. Just so you guys know where where it stands with me. I work for you. I'm I'm for you. And I'm saying that because that's the way it is. It's always been that way. Well, somebody challenged me like years ago when I was a kid on that. When I said, no, I'm working for you to get you better. And he said, well, how can that be possible? That's just bull. I said, you know what? Don't say that because I am working for you. And you better believe it. You better know it. And if you don't know it, fine. Uh, you know, I'm going to work for somebody else and help somebody else then. When I was a kid, you know, it's right when I was literally, when I was taking my first clients and I was a kid, uh, you know, I had somebody say, what do you mean you're working for me? What are you trying, what are you trying to say you're working for me? I said, yeah, no, I'm in this for you to get you better. I'm in it with you, okay? And so I'm an independent. I work with you. That means that I don't, I, I'm not on anybody's side out there. Like I'm not like just one belief system. I stick by this belief system. I'm stuck in it. This is it. This is your, you know, this is it. This is what you do. No, that's not it at all. I'm working for you to make sure you get what's going on with your symptoms and your conditions. And when it comes down to high blood pressure, you got to lower your fat intake. It has nothing to do with whether I, whether I like something, don't like something, whatever it is. It's just you got to lower it. And you got to thin out your blood a little bit. So your blood pressure will come down. And sure, you exercise, it makes it even better. Eat a little better, it makes it even better. But you have to do that. High cholesterol, high cholesterol, the bad cholesterol. What's the bad cholesterol? The LDL, right? The bad cholesterol. That's from a liver condition too. That is from a liver getting clogged up of debris and garbage and junk, including viral debris too. Definitely viral debris. And that liver gets clogged up. And that's bad cholesterol. That's, what, what's what, that's where the bad cholesterol comes from. It comes from that liver, a liver dysfunction, a complete liver dysfunction. And you want to elevate that good cholesterol, the HDL, but what happens is, you know, you can't because so much bad cholesterol, the liver, because the liver is so congested and stuck, you want to lower your fat. Now, one thing that you do need is omega-3s for heart health and for vascular health and even for some liver health. You need some omega-3s. We're going to cover that in a little while, too, that are important. So that is important. Um, so let's talk about, so we talked about the high blood pressure, we talked about the high cholesterol, let's talk about heart palpitations, let's talk about um, tachycardia, AFib, let's talk about ectopic heartbeat. A lot of that is, for instance, heart palpitations. Most of what causes heart palpitations are a sticky jelly that comes out of the liver and gets sucked into the mitral valve. So sticky jelly produced by Epstein-Barr byproduct from Epstein-Barr, the same byproduct that triggers off the, um, um, the, the uh, methylation test, the G-mutation test. It's the same byproduct that um, triggers off lupus tests, elevated inflammation tests. It's the same byproduct when Epstein-Barr is in the liver and produces a tremendous amount of byproduct. It's the same test that triggers off the Lyme test. It gives all the faulty Lyme tests that, that, uh, that, you know, that's happening. Um, and so that jelly, that sticky jelly, and if you're confused about Lyme from just mentioning Lyme, because that's, that's a whole can of worms, just get the medical medium book, read the Lyme chapter 10 times in a row, so you understand what Lyme, Lyme is really, what Lyme really is, what Lyme disease really is. So you just understand that. Um, so just, you know, check that out and go to the Lyme show as well if, you, if you're confused. I notice that I have to have almost like a disclaimer the minute I even mention the word Lyme. I have to say, oh, you've got to go back to that, and you've got to go back to that, because there's so much confusion about Lyme and Lyme disease that you, you, people just don't know what's really going on. So you have to get to that chapter and read it. Keep an open mind for your own sake and read it. 
Okay, so the thing is with the byproduct in the liver, the, the Epstein-Barr creates a tremendous amount of byproduct in the liver, and then it escapes. It sucks through. It gets through the artery from the heart pumping, pulling it up. And it pulls it up, that sticky jelly, and it gets into the mitral valve, causes heart palpitations. That's most of what causes heart palps. The other part is, um, is, is a lot of toxic heavy metals in the brain, uh, triggering off nerves, the vagus nerve, to create a heart, heart palpitation or a heart spasm, which seems like a heart palp. So you wear your monitor, and you're getting a spasm, but the doctor doesn't see it on the monitor. It doesn't record because it wasn't really a heart problem. It was a nerve, like a vagus nerve spasm. So that's, that's the other heart palpitation. And, 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 you know, so it's either the Epstein-Barr or it's that. So, you know, but the jelly gets stuck in the mitral valve, causes the heart palp. It causes ectopic heartbeat, which is mysterious idiopathic, you know, idiopathic. That's what they call it, idiopathic. Can't stand that word, idiopathic. You leave the doctor's office, and you're like, so I have an idiopathic problem. That means when I look that up that... It's just all in my head, or it's just some kind of mystery, and it must be all in my head. I mean, it's just the stupidest thing I've ever seen out there is that. So just don't, don't fall for that. You do have something going on, and, it, and it's just that they, know, they don't know. You know. Medical research, medical science doesn't know. So ectopic heartbeat, it's another thing that causes the sticky jelly causes that. It can go into tachycardia because of that. It can go into AFib because of that. Sometimes the Epstein-Barr virus or... Other viruses get into the heart valves or a chamber and cause AFib. And so that's a whole other thing that happens. And um, there's different viruses that do that. Human herpes viral 6, HHV6 causes that. I've seen the shingles cause that. Epstein-Barr can cause that. So, so gang, so folks, um, let's get into some more stuff involved with this. So we're talking about that, the heart palps and everything. So uh, diet matters with heart palpitations because you want to clean up the liver. You want to get the Epstein-Barr out of the liver. So let's go into some other aspects of this. Let's go into pericarditis, pericardium. Um, this is the thin sac. You know, this is the thin sac that we all have around our heart. And it swells. And that's a complete mystery illness, complete mystery illness to medical research and medical science right now. So if anybody's ever dealt with this, they get the x-rays, they get the MRIs, they get the CAT scans, they do the you know EKG, they get the whole work up, you name it, and they find out that they just have this swelling. The thin sac is swelling. So that's pericarditis. What's the cause of that? Spirit knows. It's HHV6. Human herpes viral 6 is mostly the virus that does it. There are some varieties of shingles that do cause pericarditis as well. So there's some shingles varieties that do that. And then with pericarditis, um, when the, that thin sac is swelling, um, it, you know, it's, unless it's a raging, raging Epstein-Barr infection, that sometimes can cause that. A raging Epstein-Barr infection could cause that. But the shingles cause it most likely in the HHV6. These are the viruses that get in the way and cause the heart problems. Myocarditis, inflammation of the middle layer of the heart wall. You, you know, I mean, some someone out there probably, you know, has has just has experienced that or knows someone and that's inflammation, that's mysterious inflammation inside the middle layer of the heart wall. It's mysterious. Once again, okay, not known by medical research, medical science. 
So what is that? What causes that? There's only one virus that causes that. It's not the shingles. It's not the Epstein-Barr. It is the HHV-6, HHV-7. So it's that, those two groups, meaning those are the one viruses. HHV-7 is really just a variety of HHV-6. So it's, you know, they, you know it's, it's really relative in the family. They're very close related. So it's the HHV-6, HHV-7 family. These are the viruses that cause that. So what, what does this mean? So what? So you, you kind of know the virus. Big deal. What does this mean? It means antiviral antiviral supplements, antiviral foods. We can heal myocarditis. We can heal pericarditis. We got to do the antivirals. That's what we got to do. This is about knowing what to really do, too. I hope you guys aren't asleep on me on this one. (laughs) Someone told me the other day, you're going to do a hard show? You're probably going to put everybody to sleep on a hard show. I said, no way, nonsense. We're going to have some fun endocarditis what about endocarditis you guys anybody you know with endocarditis this is the inner lining of the heart okay but it's an infection what kind of infection once again it's viral infection human human herpes viral 6 hhv6 once again a viral infection that's endocarditis so you know the, here's the deal. I mean, okay, fine. Pericarditis, myocarditis, endocarditis. This is heart health. This is heart-related stuff. A lot of people are dealing with this. If you know somebody, they, we got to get the antivirals. And we'll talk about that a little later. How to take care of our heart. And antivirals involved. Blood clots. Strokes. Strokes are viral infections. That's what strokes are. They're viral infections. That's what a stroke is. And there's usually one thing. It's not just one thing. It's usually, sorry, more than one thing that causes a stroke. Okay? Stagnant liver, sluggish stagnant liver, thick blood, chronic dehydration, sodium-potassium loss, sodium-potassium loss, okay? And then a viral infection to take advantage. And then, of course, the immune system being down and low. And then, boom, you have a stroke. So that's what happens there, just giving you kind of the rundown there. Um, so let's talk about something interesting. Over-exercising, under-exercising, which one's better, which one's good? You don't want to over-exercise because you can burn out the heart. Burn out the heart. If you're constantly exer- exerting yourself, I'm talking about, you know, like athletic fiends. If you're constantly exer- exerting yourself... It, it's 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 rewarding, it's exciting, it's incredible. You have the best shape of your life. But what happens is with, with real serious like athletic nature, like just the kind of athletic nature where you're just obsessed and you're, ath- you're, you're doing six hours every day of real hard athleticism, there's a price to pay later. And the possibility is a heart that wears out from, from its rapid beating from its rapid elevation of beating for so many years of elevated athleticism. So here's the deal. I'm not saying athletes, athletes stop your, you know, serious, you know, uh, exercising because you want to compete. You want to be in the Olympics, everything. You want all that. That's fine. Whatever it is you want to do, even if you're just not competing and you're just doing it for yourself, it's great. But let's take care of the heart on the back end so that you can do that. See? So... I support it 100% if you're taking care of your heart 
on the back end, on the flip side, by eating the right things, by taking the right supplements, looking out for your heart so that if you use it to that degree, so if you're exercising 10, 12 hours a day, seven days a week, and you got that heart racing a mile a minute for years in your life because you're competitive or you're just, you know, or you're just obsessed with exercising because it, it clears your mind and it helps you heal in, in different ways, mentally, emotionally, whatever it is. I stand behind it 100%, but we have to take care of the heart so that you live long and your heart isn't overworked, even though that's overworking it in a good way. Under-exercising. We don't want to under-exercise. We don't want to under-exercise. You know, and what triggered off this over-exercising and under, um, under-exercising thing is um, I got a friend who's 91, okay? Because I have a lot of friends that are 91, 94, 96, 99, 103, 106, okay? I have a lot of friends over the years because I've been helping so many people and so many families. I'm personally involved with so many different people for so many decades. People who were 70 years old 30 years ago that are 100. And I've been able to keep them healthy and with the information from spirit. And so I have a friend who's 91, and he was telling me, he was telling me that... um you know, his heart's been good, his heart's fine, never had a heart problem, but he never really exercised ever, just a little bit, just, you know, taking walks and doing real light exercises, meaning like riding his bicycle, taking walks, but just no real exercise, and he's got a friend who was just a, a, had lots of muscle, exercised every day for hours and hours, and his heart gave up on him, his heart gave up on him at 70, and he just... He couldn't understand it, so he, you know, he thought that his friend was going to have a good heart going all the way, you know, all the way past his age of 91. And um, and he said, "How did that? Like, how does that happen?" I said, "Well, you know what? I mean, it's a, it's a, could have been a bunch of factors." I said, "What have you been doing all these years?" He goes, oh, "I've been eating really good. I've been eating all the heart healthy foods you've been telling me to eat all these years, all these decades." And doing all the supplements and everything else and taking care of my heart. And I'm doing exercises and I'm doing some exercising like you told me to do. And I said, well, what was he doing? He goes, well, he was doing all the exercising. But I noticed, though, he wasn't eating as good as I was. He wasn't eating as good. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, he was eating, you know, you know a high, much higher fat diet, much more higher fat diet. So he had the thick blood all the time. I said, okay. And, I, and he said, and he didn't really take the right supplements. And, you know, and, and he wasn't really, but he wasn't taking care of his heart in a way for what he was putting his heart through. So we talked it out and we kind of, you know, figured it out. And I said it could be. Um, and, and the whole point of the matter is, though, is, you know, if you're going to over, 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 over exercise, then you got to take care of the heart on the back end. you got to do more for it. If you're going to under-exercise and do nothing, you got to do more for your heart, too. you got to do, you got to do more for your heart on the back end. What I'm saying is on both ends of the scale, you have to take care of your heart so it can handle both ends. No exercise or too much exercise. But I like exercise anyway, you know, so I'm just saying that's what we have to do. So let's talk about what protects the heart. Let's talk about what protects it. What protects the heart is antioxidants. Antioxidants, something science has discovered, thank God. Antioxidants. Antioxidants keep us alive. They keep us from dying. 
because we oxidize every day. Our cells oxidize, we oxidize, we have tons of heavy metals in us that are oxidizing, we're oxidizing. So antioxidants are critical, without a doubt. I like getting antioxidants from food. Okay, that's what I like to get them from foods. So antioxidants, by the way, someone said the other day, Anthony Oxidants. <laughs> Just want to tell you guys, someone said that to me the other day. I heard, I heard it. It was out there. Anthony Oxidants. You know, I didn't know how to take it. I don't know if I was supposed to take it where I wasn't sure if it was an insult or if it was actually just a joke or if it was just a, uh, you know, a positive comment about it. But I laughed either way. I thought it was hilarious. So, so here's the deal. We got to get, if we want to take care of our heart, we got to take, we got to take account for the foods we're eating. We got to get all the different foods we need in there because antioxidants stop the heart from aging. There's something called heart youth, like youth of heart, Spirit says, keeping the heart young. So even if we age in other places because of struggles in life and everything else going on and the pressures we're under and all these other things that can create like lines in our eyes, you know, and give us, you know, wrinkles in our eyes and everything else that we're up against where we don't sleep good or where, you know, we got so much on our plate Spirit says there's something about heart youth, youth of the heart. And that comes from antioxidants and antioxidants food, antioxidant foods that keep the heart young and healthy. So what foods are we talking about? We'll cover some of that. We're talking about cherries, lots of cherries when they're in season. Talk about apricots, incredible for the heart. Talk about oranges, should be on oranges, oranges every day. I talked to somebody the other day. They're like, well, last time I had an orange was last year. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe the last time they had an orange was a year ago. The calcium in orange protects the nervous system and the, and the heart. The vitamin C in the orange and the bioflavonoids protect the heart. And I couldn't believe it. I said, get on oranges. I said, you know what you're going to need to do? Here's my direct orders. Three oranges. I don't care what kind of orange. Three oranges every single day from now on. He said, well, how long do I got to do that for? I said, "Till I say you stop. He goes, oh, bummer. <laughs> what do you mean, bummer? Bummer for enjoying three delicious oranges? He goes, can I juice them? I go, yeah, if you want fine so there was it was really funny so you know getting the oranges in there are really good the wild blueberries the frozen wild blueberries the frozen wild blueberries incredible for the heart all kinds of different berries are too raspberries blackberries papaya incredible food for the heart mango incredible food for the, melons watermelon all the minerals, mineral salts that I talk about in life-changing foods and these different foods. All the different minerals, all the different things to offer are in there. They're for the heart. Ready? Rosehip tea is incredible for the heart. Because rosehip tea is high in vitamin C and is antiviral against the viruses that cause pericarditis, myocarditis, endocarditis, heart problems, heart conditions, plaque buildup, you name it. Okay, let's go over some of these other foods. Zucchini, broccoli, great for the heart. 
pomegranate, incredible for the heart. What do these things do for the heart? What do they do? Because that's what I can ask spirit. I mean, I could bore you guys. Sometimes the spirit bores me. <laughs> the information, I've been hearing it for so long. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like when I ask spirit, what does kale do from the, for the heart? And spirit says it strengthens the pericardium. It's, it strengthens the thin sac around the heart. Okay? When I ask spirit, what does winter squash, butternut squash, acorn squash, delicata squash, red curry squash, kabocha squash, what do those squashes do for the heart? And spirit says it strengthens the middle layer of the heart wall. These things matter. If you really want to know the extra details, because sometimes I'm just like, spirit, I can't hear it anymore. It's 24-7. It's in my ear. Bad enough you make me go snow blind. It's, you know, it's, <laughs> but if you guys want to hear this, I'm with you. I stand behind it. I'm on it. Celery. What celery does, it's got the mineral salts, the undiscovered mineral salts I talk about in Life Changing Foods book that literally are critical for everything. Everything running in the body, every single last thing running in the body, that's what they're for. And it's amazing. I mean, that's what those mineral salts do. They help with the heart. What they do is they're fuel for the heart. The heart's a muscle, and it needs mineral salts. The heart is a muscle that needs mineral salts. And if the heart runs on electricity, electricity that are that are, that mineral salts feed the heart. That, that's the whole thing. Mineral salts are responsible for, for conductive, conducting electricity. That's the whole point, to keep the, the heart going. What do these fruits do, too? These foods and these fruits do, especially the fruits that we're talking about, the dates, potassium for the heart. Celery, sodium for the heart. You go down on potassium, you go low on potassium, you go low on sodium, magnesium is in these fruits and these vegetables. There's magnesium in in celery. You go down on your magnesium, you go low on your potassium, you go low on your sodium, you go low on your glucose, which comes from these fruits, and your heart's going to be struggling. It's going to be struggling. So, leafy greens, all the vegetables too. Artichokes fix the liver, help heal the liver. Asparagus help heal the kidneys, liver that helps the heart. So the heart's not working overtime. Get asparagus in your diet. Get some asparagus in your diet. Look, I gotta look out for you guys, and I gotta let's have some personal time for a second, extra personal time. Okay, I'm with you right now. I'm here. I'm in the moment. Have you had any asparagus lately? I'm just asking. Not because I'm picking on you. I just want you to have it once in a while. I'll go, I'll go in the store with you together. I'll walk, I'll walk you in the store right now. Right now. You can just, you can take this, this whole, this whole radio show right now on, on your phone and, and I'll go in the store with you. We'll pick out some asparagus. I don't care where it comes from because it's that much, it's that healing. It's so healing. If you can't find the one that's local, I don't care where it comes from. Let's get it. It's that powerfully healing. And if it's the one that's, you know, conventional, then call upon the angel that I was talking about, the life-changing foods angel, to help, you know, minimize any conventional, you know, pesticides or something. Let's get some asparagus in you. Hey, I'll go in the frozen section with you to get frozen asparagus. Steam it up. And let's get it in there so we can start fixing things. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about supplements for the heart. Curcumin, people call it curcumin. You know, curcumin, resveratrol, 
resveratrol, magnesium glycinate, and magnesium citrate. Okay, that's fine too. And if you, you're having trouble finding supplements, just go to my supplement page on my website, medicalmedium.com. And go to the supplement page. I don't sell supplements, but it's there as a service so you know what supplements are the best. Barley grass juice powder. The Vimergy barley grass juice powder, incredible for heart health. Okay, all of that is CoQ10, coenzyme Q10. You know that already. Hawthorn berry, you know that Hawthorn berry is great for heart health. Get Hawthorn berry tea. Very good. Why is Hawthorn berry great for hearts? Why? Well, Spirit knows why. Because it helps kill off the viruses that get into the heart. It kills off the HHV6 that gets into the heart, causing pericarditis and causing heart disease and causing heart problems, causing valve problems, causing all that stuff. Get on some Hawthorne berry. B12, the right kind of B12. You know which one that is, the adenosyl and the, the methylcobalamin and adenosylcobalamin. We talked about rosehip tea. Why does rosehip tea? Because it knocks down the viral load. Zinc. If you got the Epstein bar inside the liver causing fatty liver and stagnant liver and liver problems and you're getting the heart palps and you're getting weird stuff and AFib and everything else, you need to be on the zinc. That's important. It's the antiviral zinc. Vitamin C. Mullen leaf. Mullen leaf tea or mullen leaf. Get the mullen leaf supplement. The herbal supplement mullen leaf. M-U-L-L-E-I-N. That's incredible for heart problems. Foods, walnuts, omega-3s, critical for heart health, omega-3s, not omega-3s from fish exactly. Fish is just one way to get omega-3s. Here, here's the thing, fish oil is the worst omega-3 you want. And I know, listen, if you're, if you're new to this here at the Medical Medium Show, you'll, you'll know why if you look into it. If you, you know, I've talked about it many times. Fish oil isn't what it's all cracked up to be. But you can have fish. Fish is, is, is better. Fish by itself, like some wild salmon, offers more than fish oil capsules can ever offer in omega-3. But just, you know, besides that, maybe fish is something you don't like. Fine. Uh, you know, it's no big deal. Let's get walnuts. Let's get hemp seeds. Let's get an omega-3 supplement going on. Let's get an omega-3, plant-based omega-3 supplement, flaxseed. You know, flax seeds, too, are okay. If you do flax seeds, chia seeds, or some omega-3s in that, hemp seeds, um, walnuts, like I talked about before, omega-3s are really important for heart health. So bring that in as well. So we're getting there. we got some good stuff going on. We're covering as much as I can in this small show but you guys are doing really good and you're hanging in there with me. So we covered that. We talked about the high blood pressure, talked about the high cholesterol, talked about the liver causing so much of it, what the heart has to do to overwork because of it. We talked about the heart viral infections causing the pericarditis, myocarditis, endocarditis. Talked about the mega-3s. We need different supplements. Different fruits and vegetables have to be in the diet. If you're thinking or you're thinking you have a heart condition of some kind, lower your fat intake. If you're vegan or plant-based, lower 